So you ever do that thing where you're on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and you go and you start looking at like what's next, and you find a song that you really, really like, and the like it just came out, and then you really like it, and then all of a sudden it starts to get really like popular, and then it gets more and more popular, and all of a sudden like six months later, it won't stop playing. But you really liked it six months before everybody else liked it. That's what happened to me with this song. I mean, we were taking Wallace to uh, his first Nuggets game for his birthday last November. And uh, so we got to see the Nuggets during their championship run. So uh, that's now three times I've seen a, a professional sports team. And that's the same year that they've won the national championship. I saw the Broncos twice uh, in two different years when they won their Super Bowl. So if you want to send me to, uh, like, if you really need the Rockies to win or the Avalanche to win, I will go watch a game for you if you pay for me. I'm just saying, I'll do that for you, okay? I will if I need to. But nonetheless, we're taking this game. And on our way, like right before we left for the trip, I found this song. And I loved this song. I don't know why. It was just so good. It was just so catchy. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't have a clue what he's saying, but it's the best. And so every time we got in the car, we played this song. And I was like, yes, I love this song. That was in November, okay? It is July, and that song is still, like, top 10. That song is still being played all the time. But I just love this song. And the lyrics are just so good in this song. Uh, it's so creative. It's like this one part of this song that he sings, um, and, it, and it just hits me just right here in, in, the, 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 in the feels when he goes. And I love it at the beginning of the song where he goes, vibes. I don't know if you've actually heard this song, but at the beginning there's this girl that goes, Vibes, okay? And then right at the beginning he says, another banga, and then he sings a song. But there's one part of the song, okay, and you're here too. When he sings these lyrics, you should be like, wow, that's incredible, okay? It's, and it goes something like, it goes like this. Listen to it. Oh man, right? 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 Oh man. Just, gosh, every time it gets me. It gets me. I, feel, I, I get what he's saying for sure if I could get what he was actually saying, but I don't. But there are some things, okay, this whole song is just about calming down. It's just, baby, calm down, calm down. And then he says something, and he says, calm down. Okay, that's all, that's all I know. The words, that's the only words that I know are, that are actually said in the, in the song is calm down. But nonetheless, there's some things in life that we need to calm down about. There's some things in our life that we get worked up about. There's some things in life that we are the opposite of calm. And we need to take a little uh, page from this guy's book when he's saying, uh, calm down, and we should do that in our life. We need to calm down. And so I wanna talk about three areas in our lives that we need to do that. We need to not get worked up. We need to not get crazy. We need to not be angry. We, not need, we don't need to be blown up. We need to simply take a deep breath and calm down. Okay, so the first one that I want to make sure that we understand that there are some things that we need to calm down about is things that make us anxious. We like to call it anxiety. We like to say that we have anxiety. We like to say that gives me anxiety. And one way we need to calm down in our life is when things make us anxious. We need to make sure that we are not allowing those things to stir us up because it literally says in the Bible, God's word right here in Philippians 4, 6, it says this, 
Do not be anxious about most things. No, it says do not be anxious about anything. Now, that might seem like something that is too difficult to do. That might seem like something that we just cannot handle, we cannot figure out because, man, life is hard. There are so many things that I am anxious about. I'm anxious about going back to school. I'm anxious about that new AP class. I'm anxious about that new teacher. I'm anxious about what my friends are going to be like. I'm anxious about am I going to make it on that, that team, I, whatever. There's always things that we get anxious about. And one thing we do is when that happens, when something gets us anxious, we start just making it worse. We don't just kind of handle it. We don't kind of keep it out here and sort of look at it from, from a, a different point of view. No, we just like start stirring on it. I don't know if you're, if you're like me. When I'm anxious about something, man, it starts spinning in my head. I start rolling it around. I just can't let it go. I stew on it. I start stirring it up. If I start feeling that anxious feeling, I'm not, I don't handle it well. I'm just like, oh, I'm anxious. I must continue to make this worse for some reason. I start playing it over and over and over again. I start trying to figure it out and look at it all. And we think about it nonstop. And it doesn't help. Our anxious thoughts, the things that make us anxious, us thinking about them all the time, us pondering, staying up late at night, makes us anxious. Now, something we do is a natural response that we do when we are anxious is this. When we're anxious about something, we try and take our mind off of it. Rather than giving it to God, what we do is we just try and like fill up our mind with other things. That's why social media, that's why YouTube, that's why watching something on TV is, can be so relaxing because all of a sudden we have something that we can watch on TV. That's for me. When I'm anxious about something, all of a sudden I, I open TikTok or I, I try, turn on something on TV and I forget. I am no longer anxious because I'm no longer thinking about it. But did I deal with it if I did that? No. All I did was just sort of numb it for a minute. I just... I just made sure that I was going to stay up late enough, scrolling TikTok or watching something on Netflix, staying up late enough to where all I could do is when I turned that off, I'd fall right to sleep. Because I knew that my anxiety, my anxiousness that I was feeling, if I tried to go to bed without being so tired, that what was going to happen? It was going to start stewing up in my brain. I was going to have a really hard time going to sleep because I was going to be thinking about it. So I try and numb it. I try and not think about it. But the Bible doesn't say in Philippians 4, 6, 8, don't be anxious about anything, so find something else to think about. It actually gives us some instructions here in Philippians 4, 6b. So it says at the beginning, don't be anxious about anything. It says this in Philippians 4, 6b, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. So instead of being anxious about it, instead of getting worked up about it, instead of really like dealing, like getting upset about it and mulling it over and just getting worse and worse, we don't do that. We also don't just try and not think about it and forget about it by numbing, by, by just hopping on TV or hopping on a screen, whatever, to make us not think about it. No, God is saying, and he's, he's inviting us to let him deal with it. Rather than us deal with it or not deal with it, He's saying, let's deal with it together. Because instead, pray about everything. He says, don't, be, don't, don't worry or be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Well, prayer is just a fancy church word for talking to God. So God's literally saying, hey, don't, don't worry about stuff. Talk to me about stuff. Don't worry about it and don't try and not think about it by doing something else. Talk to me about it. Bring it to me. 
Let's talk about it together. Let me give you something that you can handle with it. Let me, let me give you peace about it. Let me, let me help you with that situation. And so many times we think we have to do one or the other. We have to overthink about it or not think about it. And God's saying, no, let's deal with this together. Tell God what you need. You're anxious about school because you're worried about that class. Well, why? Why are you anxious about that class? What do you need? You need help. You need, you need to be able to get to that class on time. You need to be able to understand the, the stuff. You need to make sure that you have a, a study partner in there that's going to be able to help you. Tell God what you need. And then thank him for something. Thank him for something. Thank, thank him that you're able to get into that AP class. Thank, you, thank him that you get to go to school. Thank him for something. But we don't just not think about it or overthink about it. We talk to God and we deal with it with him together. And so what if instead of trying to wrap our heads around it and freak about it, freak out about it, and let our anxiety get worse and worse and worse, instead, why don't we just pray about it? Here's the thing you got to understand. You don't have to think about the thing you're worried about. You do, it, it doesn't mean, God, giving it to God, dealing with it in prayer doesn't mean you care, you don't care about it. Giving it to God and then being able to go to sleep soundly and at peace doesn't mean you don't care. Too many times people think, oh, I'm worried about it because I care. But worry in this Bible verse literally says, don't be anxious. Do not worry about anything. And so we can't wave this banner like, I'm worried because I care when the Bible says, don't worry about anything. We can, if we worry about something, then that is an invitation and an opportunity to bring it to God. Just let it go. Just be like Elsa from Frozen. Just let the thing go. Also, here's something you guys need to know, and I want you to hear it. Just because you're anxious doesn't mean you have anxiety. Doesn't mean you need to, like, claim that you have anxiety. Just because you're sad doesn't mean you are depressed. Just because... Of, we, we decide and we claim these things. We're just like, oh, I feel anxious, therefore I have anxiety. Well, unless a doctor has diagnosed you with anxiety, and maybe there's people in this room that he has, a doctor has diagnosed you with anxiety or diagnosed you with, with depression, and you're, you're taking the right steps. But just because you are anxious doesn't mean that you have anxiety. And so something I want you to be really careful about with all this is I don't want you to claim that you do. I know it can be kind of cool in a sense or just sort of like something that you can identify with in that moment but to say I have anxiety. But the Bible talks about how the power of life and the power of death comes from our words. So that means what we say matters. What we claim matters. And I don't know about you, but I don't really want to claim those things. I don't really want to claim that I have anxiety if I don't have anxiety. I don't want to claim that I have depression if I don't have depression. And so I wanted you to make sure that you can, it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be those things. And it doesn't mean that you have those things. And you also just need to be careful not to claim those things. So we need to calm down when we get anxious. Another thing we need to calm down about is when we get angry, okay? I need help with this one. This is me. 
When I get angry, the rage monsters, the rage sharks are swimming. I don't know what to do all the time, and I really need to calm down. If that song could play just immediately, like if I had a trigger in my brain that it would play that song anytime I got angry, it would help me so much. And everybody likes the idea of anger when it's cool, like Hulk. Like everybody's like, oh, the Hulk is so cool, and, and he gets angry. But have you ever thought what the Hulk would be like in the real world, in real life? It's not going to fly, okay? The amount of clothes you're going to go through, I don't know. I'm just telling you, the shorts aren't staying on in real life, okay? There's no amount of spandex that can handle that. I don't care what kind of yoga pants you're wearing. All right, if you go from a skinny, skinny little seventh grade girl to a Hulk monster, it's not going to stay on. I'm just saying. And the property damage, do you know how long it takes to fix something, you're in your house and you get mad and you turn into a big old rage monster and you bust through the drywall on a wall, that's like three months that you're in a demo zone in your house. It's not gonna be fun. Everybody likes the idea of being Hulk, but man, the millions of dollars you, he causes worth of damage, it's a movie, but in real life it doesn't work. And when we get angry, we can cause danger or damage. One time, this happened to me. I was dealing with some plumbing under a sink, okay? And I, I'm a big person. I don't like being underneath in a cabinet upside down with my hands pinned trying to work on something, okay? It doesn't work well for me. Now, I'm trying to adjust this pipe because it's leaking. And so as I'm trying to adjust the pipe, I'm getting frustrated that the pipe is continuing to leak. And as, I'm, as I use my extreme muscles, all of a sudden, the, the pipe snaps, and now I don't have a leaky pipe, I have a snapped pipe, which is a bigger problem. I could have stopped there, but the anger shark started to swim. And all of a sudden, I got out from underneath that cabinet, and I was so mad at the pipe, and I was wearing gloves. I stopped wearing gloves because I'm much more brave when I'm wearing gloves. And I punched a hole in the wall. Okay, now I have a hole in the wall, and I have a leaky, not a leak pipe, I have a snap pipe. It didn't help me. It didn't help that I got angry. It didn't help that I, now I had just have two problems. And I caused damage because I let myself, I let the anger instead of being calm. Proverbs 16, 32 says this. Do you want to be a mighty warrior? And then it says this. It's better to be known as one who is patient and slow to anger. I don't think anybody today would agree with that statement. But it comes straight. If it didn't come from the Bible, we would all go, Nah, I do not want to be known as patient and slow to anger. Mighty warrior sounds awesome. That's what I want to be. But in reality, we want to be the, the Hulk, mighty warrior. I felt like a mighty warrior when I punched a hole through that wall, but I was also an idiot because I wasn't patient and I wasn't slow to anger. And so this verse is talking about how we need to calm down. When the anger starts swelling up in us, we need to be careful. But well, the problem is, is when the anger comes, we start doing damage. And I did physical damage. I got mad and I started punching. But maybe you're not like that. Maybe, maybe you're not somebody when you get mad, you're not going to immediately start trying to just like, get it out some way physically, but you're going to start talking. Now, here's the problem with that. And it's similar to what I was talking about earlier in the power of life and death in the tongue. There's a problem is if you, let's say you're angry at somebody else. Well, now all of a sudden you're talking to them but you're not in your right mind. The emotion of anger is fueling your words. And so the problem is, is what you say stays out. It's like this, okay? This is a uh, cheese whiz. It's the best. Actually, according to great value, it's cheese. Wow. Oh. 
Now, here's the deal, okay? This stuff, does it work? Yeah, it's working. Oh, okay. See that, okay? That is 100% American cheese. It's pink for some reason. Why is it, I, why is it pink? Okay, now here's the deal. The cheese whiz is coming out of the can. That's great. But the problem is, is what if I, wanna, what if I want the cheese whiz back in the can? Now, now all of a sudden I'm going, oh shoot, I got some more, like I, I got too much, I need, and, I, and I'm gonna try my best to try and get the cheese whiz back in the, and it is not gonna go back in. And our words are the same way. We get angry and we start saying stuff. We're gonna say stuff to a sibling. We're gonna say stuff to, to a parent. We're gonna say things and it's gonna stick. And you can't, oh no, words are coming out and you're not gonna be able to get them back because they're already out. My brother was a rage monster when he was a guy. Him and my parents fought all the time. That was like such a big part of my memories as a childhood was him and my parents fighting. And he got so mad one time and they're fighting in the back room and I remember sitting in the kitchen and he storms out from that back room and he's so mad and he looks at me and he says, my life is a living hell and it's all your fault. He didn't mean it. That was 25 years ago that he told me that. And still to this day, I remember it. Have I forgiven, have, have I forgiven him for it? Absolutely. Have we moved on? Absolutely. But he can't get those words back. He can't go, oh no, and, and he can't get them back. And so when the anger starts to come, we've gotta remember, we have got to calm down. Because if not, and if we let the anger go, we're gonna say something, do something that we're going to regret. Now, the third one that we need to calm down about, and I, you're not gonna like me for this one, but we need to calm down when it comes to dating and romance, okay? Y'all gotta calm down a little bit when it comes to this. You are way too young for this stuff, okay? Lastly, you gotta calm down. You gotta slow down here, okay? I've been doing this here. I've been a, a minister here at this church in, in youth ministry for 15 years. Do you know how many middle school relationships I have seen make it to marriage? Do you know? 15 years. What do you think? One? Exactly. Zero. Nunca. Nothing, okay? Nada. Zilch. Zero. Now, do you know how many high school relationships I've seen make it to marriage in 15 years? 15 years. He says 12, okay? At best. And I couldn't even tell you if they're still married. Whoops. Okay. Five. At best. Five. Now, I don't want you to find hope in that number at all. Do you know how many students and how many couples I have seen walk through those doors and the doors of the last building we had? Thousands, thousands of relationships, okay? The odds are not in your favor, okay? It's the Hunger Games, I'm telling you, okay? Now, if we know that, and it's not gonna make it, I'm asking you, calm down a little bit about that, okay? 
y'all get in these relationships and you get all excited about it and you start moving so fast. Let me tell you this, okay? If you want that relationship to make it, go slow. As slow as you want. If you're in seventh grade and you're with somebody and you're like, we're going to be together forever and it's going to be so beautiful. If that's your attitude, then you better be moving like, okay? I'm talking about that, that first handhold, months, months into the relationship, okay? The first kiss, Lord, years, wait a year or two, saying the words, I love you, five years, five, minimum five years, if you want that relationship to last. But we don't do that. We get excited. We don't calm down about those relationships. We get all excited about it, and all of a sudden we're hand-holding right away. All of a sudden we want that first kiss. We want to say I love you because we want them to know how special they are, and we just make some dumb mistakes. But Proverbs 19.2 says this, desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? So what this verse is saying is, yeah, you can have a desire, You can desire that other person, but without knowledge, without thinking about it, without taking a moment to think about, is this a good match? Is this a good relationship for me? It says, how much more will hasty feet miss the way? It's kind of like this. I want you to check out this video here real quick. And this is just, uh, this is a competition in the land of Malta, okay? And so what they do is, so this is a greased flagpole that these guys got to run up. This is my last one's my favorite. He tries so hard. Him right here. He's got it, he's got it, he's got it. No. Okay. That is every middle school relationship I've ever seen. This is awesome. This is awesome. Ah! Okay. Crash and burn. Crash and burn every time. We get hasty. We get excited about the relationship. And I get it. The feelings that you're feeling are real. It's exciting. You want to move forward. You want to to progress in the relationship. All of these things, you get excited about it. But man, hasty feet miss the way. Now, the Bible puts it this way about dating in Song of Songs. And this is like the youth pastor's favorite verse. And I'm sorry to bring it up, but I'm going to. In Song of Songs 8.4, it says, Do not stir up or awaken love before its time has come. Calm down about this love business, okay? You've got time. You don't, have to, you don't have to push forward so much. Don't stir up love early. I know it feels good to be in a relationship. I know it feels good to be desired and, and a special someone in your life. But, and here's the thing you need to know is you can have feelings for someone. That's not wrong. You can even tell that person that you have feelings for them. That's not wrong. But don't get in this exclusive relationship all of a sudden and moving forward. Calm down. Love's going to come. And God wants you to find love, and he's created it, and he's created us to be in love. This verse that I read earlier about not worrying offers this promise at the end. We're going to read the whole thing. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then he says this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I think if you are really honest with yourself, peace is what you want in life. 
You don't want anxiety. You don't want anger. You don't want heartbreak. You want peace. Peace in life. Not, not the world's peace. The world's peace. You, you can't have anxiety and peace if it's the world's peace. But God's peace, you can have it. In the midst of all of these things, you can have it in the midst of anxiety or anger or heartbreak. And Jesus' peace is what we want to pursue. And that's what I want for each and every one of you, is in those moments of anxiousness or anger or in those moments of desire for another person, I want you to just take a deep breath, talk to God about it, and find his peace. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. Thank you that you offer us peace. Thank you that it's not like the normal peace that the world would, would say that as long as everything is going good, I can stay calm. But God, you're saying, no, I can stay calm in the midst of bad things, in the midst of storms, in the midst of chaos and craziness. So God, I thank you so much for that peace. I ask that you would just give peace. I bless each person in this room with peace, that they would receive your peace. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there. 